N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences Knock it out the park This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris Of course SGR This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee Sports Talk Record rain and shine Grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas Welcome back. This is episode 331 of the NYYST podcast. We're live on NYY News TV. I'm your host, Christian. And look who it is. It's my co-host, Chris. You. And no SGR. No. You know, I got to, before I forget, I got to tell Pete that he spells my name wrong. Like everyone else. Like, like my closest friends that I grew up with for 30 years. Was your name spelled wrong? He puts an E in there. Puts it S-T-A-C-E-Y. It's oh, okay. It's I actually right. wish I was. I wish that was a spelling. Of my oh, name. the E is for error because you were an error. Error. Uh-huh. error. I was actually a mistake. Oh, peeling back the curtain here. You and Ryan hate each other and agreed to never be on the show again together. True. That's why Ryan's not here. True. No, Ryan's busy. Everybody's busy. It's just a busy time. Yeah, it's um, it's been I got to be honest with you. It's been a little overwhelming. Um, The Yankees up until this past series have really not made things any easier because like usually they're my one escape to like enjoy and um, couldn't even do that. So. All right. So um, somebody asked me if you were locked in uh locked in the wine cellar with bread wine more bread wine and captain crunch okay do that okay you're you're alive you're okay i'm alive i'm okay looking I've, felt these days i'm getting maybe, there man the, maybe the stress is good for you bro you i haven't had good. time to eat so uh-huh. this okay. is not a healthy weight loss the healthy weight loss okay but <clears throat> We'll just jump right into it here because we got a couple of different things to talk about today. We don't want to be super long here. The Yankees just completed a sweep of the Oakland A's. Were, were these healthy wins for the Yankees? Any win is a healthy win, first of all. And second of all, they scored runs, man. So I know the A's are a fucking Little League team. How would you have felt if the Yankees had to grind these games like three to one? Well, it it got off to that. Like it got off to a start like that, I felt like. You know, when the when the series started, but it it was nice to see them kind of break out because I don't care like offense. If they were if the A's were scoring 10 runs a game, that'd be a huge problem because that offense is just so bad and the pitching's bad, too. But how many times have we seen the Yankees, even when they're fully healthy, just look like they don't know how to swing a bat even against the worst of them? Right. So overall, first of all, a win's a win. Even if they had to grind it out, if they won the games, that's all that matters right now, especially. But it was nice to see them kind of break out. Yeah. And I mean, I guess the offensive star has to be Harrison Bader. Dude, I mean, this guy wild. has this guy has been unbelievable. Uh this is not updated. This is uh because baseball reference doesn't update things, but coming into today's game, and this only went up because he had a home run in three R, uh, three RBIs today or four. I don't remember. Uh, he had at least three because he hit a three run home run. He was coming into the game 
with a 440 uh, batting average. And uh, I guess we can update these to three home runs and uh, 11 RBI. Um, do you know how many strikeouts Harrison Bader, and he's only played um, only played eight games. Do so you know how many strikeouts Harrison Bader has? Do you have his um, his uh, at-bats in front of you? Oh, if, I, what do you? I think he I had think three at-bats today. So let's, let's say 28 at-bats. I honestly can only remember one or two. Has two strikeouts, yeah, in seven that's in, wild. Eight, in eight games, and I think that's the most important thing is that we're seeing the quality, uh, the importance of of contact, and Harrison Bader is making contact and he's making quality contact. Now, I didn't think that he was going to be able to keep this run going that he had in the postseason last year, but it seems like he is. And I mean, I know it's only eight games, and it, anybody can have a hot eight games, but. Is this the reverse, like, Joey Gallo, where, like, a guy comes to New York and he becomes a superstar? Well, I I mean... Because Harrison Bader's M.O. is, uh, you know, his... It's the word I'm looking for. Like, like the scouting report on him is he's, you know... I mean, look at his career OPSs. I mean, 659, 750, 680, 770, 785, 650. Wow. Uh, and then, yeah, it was 650 combined last year. Now it's and, it's like, what, 1,200? I think it's over 1,400 right now. That's crazy. Um, And I didn't, I mean, I obviously always assume everyone loves putting on the pinstripes, but there's certain guys that you hear from Boone or other teammates, like how passionate they are. Uh, he has and a, how I know happy been, they are to be here. I know you've here. been out recently, but he's a, we have a new nickname for him. It's Boone. I know it's Boonehead. I loved it. All right, so it's uh, he's batting 429 with three homers, 11 RBIs, and a 1341 OPS right now. Jesus, through uh, through eight games with 28 at bats. Now again, I, if he hits to a to a thousand to a 900, I mean you're you're going to be floored with that, but. Can he be a guy now that he's in New York and he's kind of got this Yankee energy about him? Not that the Cardinals were a shitty organization because they're not. I mean, if you look at best run organizations constantly winning, uh, it, the Cardinals are up at the top of the list. And, you know, he comes to New York now. He's an elite defender. Can he be a guy that, you know, even if he settles in 820, 830 OPS? It's tough to say, but. I feel like from the moment he got here and was finally off the IL last year and then obviously hurt again, but back healthy, this dude's been a great bat in the lineup. I mean, I can't think of a significant stretch where I've said Bader sucks. Can you? I know it's it has, it's small sample size, but I feel like he's been this way. It's not just been eight games. Yeah, he's he's on a different planet right now. I mean, this is the guy we saw in the postseason last year. I mean, this guy, he kind of rises to the occasion. I mean, I, do, I don't expect him, obviously, to keep up on this pace, at, at this pace. But I think he's more than we expected. I think he means more to this lineup than the Yankees expected. Because... I'm just looking right now. Career OPS is uh, 734. You're you're looking to get him to around like 830, 840. That's 100 points higher than career. I mean, that's a big jump for a guy. Well, he's going to have more home runs here, obviously. I mean, you think he, so? He Yeah, he, he hits the ball opposite field. I mean, you saw him. He had the uh, 
what's the dude, the kid's name that stole Jeter's ball, the uh, home run ball? I can't think of it. Um, stole the starts home with an run M. Ball. Yeah, in the playoffs back in ninety. Oh, Jeffrey Mayer. Jeffrey Mayer. He had a little Jeffrey Mayer incident today, but he used that short porch, man. He's going to be a guy who punches the ball too. He's a good overall hitter. So didn't he have from, a triple? When, yeah, did he, he have did a triple yesterday. yesterday, right? Yeah. So, so far, what we've seen in him, because he only played nine games in the regular season last year for the Yankees and he hit 217. So, it's really since the postseason started that this has kind of been the guy that we've seen. How many games did he play in the regular season last year? Nine. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm looking at his RBIs. He played. Um, 14 games, so not not much different. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. And again, he rose to the occasion, man. And he's doing it now when this team really needed a, a big bat. But, I mean, if you look at his games played, uh, 2017 was his rookie year. I don't have information on that. Maybe it was a late call-up, but we got 32, 138, 128, 50 in the COVID year, 103, and then he played 86 games last year. You know, I think when we did Fred, he was at 90 for the over-under. So, I mean, this is a guy that doesn't stay healthy. I mean, that's the one thing you got to worry about with him. And he missed a, he basically missed the first month of the season. Well, he fits in perfectly. He fits in perfectly with the rest of them. Well, I think he does fit in perfectly in a positive sense. But is he a guy that you're scared of giving an extension to? Because he's a free agent at the end of the year. Christian, I haven't been here in a few weeks. So, I want to get this off my chest. And I think now's a good time. The Yankees are what now? 21 and 17, 22 and 17? Uh, 21, I believe. If you told me that all these guys were going to get injured and they were going to be 21 and 17, and they were going to be four games over 500 still. And yeah, bad luck. Everyone else in the division is fucking killing it right now. But let's put aside the 10 games or nine games or eight and a half, whatever the fuck they are. I think it's nine in the loss. Let's put it aside. If you told me the Yankees were going to be four games over 500 with all these injuries, I wouldn't believe you. And I just want to say that my frustrations all season have nothing to do, really, maybe a little bit, with the struggles. It's about the construction of this team. It's about who the GM has sought, these injury-prone guys. And if I'm going to be honest with you and and answer, if Bader's injury-prone history worries me, the answer is no. The answer is no, because I just expect it at this point. And that's fucking sad. No, it it doesn't worry me. What worries me is way beyond any individual player at this point. Okay, so you you don't want to you don't want to look at individual cases. Right, that's at the, at this All point, right, okay. the right. way this team is constructed, my my issues go well beyond individual players. So no, my concern is when he is healthy, can he be a, can he be a big bat in this lineup and play defense? And he's clearly shown that. So no, he, is, is Bader he is play, not my issue. Is he going to play 140 games, 145 games if you extend them? That's the question that you need to ask yourself. I don't know, but I also don't trust the person in charge of acquiring another center fielder 
to get anyone who's either a healthier or or less injury prone well, they and don't have b to, they don't have to acquire anybody and b better than bader will be when he's healthy why aaron judge isn't better than harrison bader because you know that'll be their answer well again i mean goes well beyond the individual players at this point well beyond. Uh, there, I mean, Harrison Bader has been a bright spot on this team since he came back. I mean, uh, he had some big hits in Tampa. Unfortunately, the Yankees couldn't close a deal on a couple of those games. Uh, you don't want to take moral victories out of anything, but going into that series, you weren't, you, you didn't have a good feeling that the Yankees would fight in it, and they did. They, you can at least say that they fought in it, which is more than I expected out of them. Have you seen the clip going viral with? Evan and, and Craigie. Why you think that they're cheating? No, I, I'll be honest with you. I mean, again, I'd just been crazy busy. I had to work all weekend. So on uh, Sunday, I was watching on my phone and they went up six, nothing right, pull then, on the mound. Yeah, uh-huh. And I, I was busy. So I, after they went up six, nothing, I just kept checking, you know, watching on my phone here and there. So I didn't, I saw the progression of the comeback from the Rays, but I didn't necessarily see it happen in, in real time. How, how Cole was pitching, where he was throwing the ball, if he was flat. So I don't know, but they make valid points. If you, if you look not just necessarily at those games, but if you look at their numbers at home versus on the road. Well, if Garrett Cole comes out tomorrow night and, or front. And by the say? way, what we're I should say what we're talking about is Evan Roberts thinks that uh, the Rays are cheating going. at home. Yeah. All right. So Herman is scheduled for Thursday and Cole is scheduled for Friday. So if Garrett Cole comes out at home and shoves against Tampa, does it make you think that some something fishy was going on? So if Cole goes, uh, <clears throat> so that would be uh, eight out of nine starts are great, and the one bad one is in Tampa. Do that make you more suspicious? Again, I. If I went back and I'd have to rewatch that game from start to finish with him on the mound to see how his pitches were. I mean, did you? Oh, you had your daughter's uh, christening. I saw none of the game, so I didn't. uh... So I'd have to maybe look at highlights, see if his ball was flat. Um, And if it I mean, if he looked like he had some good stuff and they were just getting good, good wood on it. And then he goes out and shoves. At home, then, yeah. But you can clearly tell when Cole struggles, but he never struggles that much, right? Like, when's the last time against any other team not named the Red Sox that Garrett Cole has gone out there and and blown a six-run lead? Well, he's had a six-run lead to blow, but, I mean, he's had blow-ups like that. I don't know. It It's... I'd say it's more probable you can chalk it up to to Cole just not having a good game. But but here's the other aspect of it. It's not like the Rays have home field advantage. First of all, there's just as many Yankee fans there. And they second of all, anything. they second, could be up to something, stealing signs. No, no, no. Know. I'm saying in a natural sense, it's not like there's home field advantage for the Rays because even if the place was packed with fans, who the fuck wants to be there? They probably love playing on the road. So, so if, they, if you believe that they're, they're cheating, then obviously, I mean, I think it's way too early 
to just to just you know assume they're cheating and you got to give them credit man they're off to a, a phenomenal start but we'll see how it plays out pitching logs from last year pitch oh, his pitch uh Coles we gave up five runs in eight innings but I mean we I remember that game they kind of rode him until he blew the game there uh seven and two and a third against Minnesota remember he gave up like three home runs in a row yeah well and, uh, he, that was the game he gave up five runs I gave up uh he gave up seven and two and a third against Minnesota oh oh that game yeah that was bad Six against Seattle. Uh, he's had some. He's had a couple fives in there. Yeah, but can we really compare prior years, Garrett Cole, Garrett Cole to this year? I mean, the like, dude, the dude's been on another planet. And then uh, you know, you really needed that game on on uh, Sunday, so it it was a, a tough little, loss. It's a, it's very disappointing, especially that they came they. They blew the lead completely, and then Tampa took the lead, and then they tied the game, and then they they lost in ten. That was a real frustrating thing about it because, you know, it's like if you're gonna lose, just lose. Don't give us that hope that there's something in there, which they did. They came back, they tied it at seven, and you know, Albert Abreu was in the game in the tenth inning, and I just again, it's such a minor thing, but you have to sit there and wonder, like, why is this guy still on the team? There's I think we've seen what Albert Abreu is. You know, I don't know what they're so infatuated with him about. I mean, he's got something in there to have decent stuff. I just don't know if he has what it takes to put it all together. But my biggest concern with Yankee pitching, and I know they're all hurt, but like I feel like every time I turn on the game, it's either they're down to nothing already, 30 seconds in, or it's like, when the offense does finally score some runs, the next inning they're giving up runs right back. Even if it's not, you know, today it was, it was what four nothing. They were four nothing. And then next <laughs> next thing I I know they're it's four two, and it's like this is the A's man. I get it, but it's just something that's frustrating, especially with a team that too many games the offense just hasn't been there, and now they're finally showing up. At this, uh, the 15 to 2 game they lost in Texas, Boone let him out to dry because he needed the innings and he gave up six runs. Anybody else would have been designated for assignment after that, yeah. And they yeah, kept it's him very out. odd. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't really know what they see in him. Um, you know, he, he the guy like Albert Abreu is like a dime a dozen, so I don't, I don't really understand. I understand that the I do understand that the Yankees are kind of short right now. They've been playing the Scranton shuttle last few days. Nick Ramirez, Greg Weiser, uh, Davey Garcia, then Davey Garcia went down after the game today. So they'll have somebody else up here tomorrow. So I don't know, man. I mean, I, I again, I haven't had my eye on it close enough, but I feel like Boone's handling of like Michael King has just been mind boggling. Like the times he chooses to put this guy in just don't make sense to me. Well, they know they don't have him on back-to-back days. So if they use him, they're going to use him for multiple innings. I thought Boone said they did have him back-to-back days. Oh, that's that's not what I heard. Then mm-hmm. maybe he meant mo- subsequent outings for himself. He can go multiple innings. Hasn't pitched back-to-back yet this, this okay. year. 
And I don't think that the Yankees are planning on having him do it, which kind of hurts him being the, the a potential closer. But it's just it's so stupid. Regardless, what what would you rather have Michael King for? Games you're up in the seventh, eighth inning to give you a strong inning. Or you're what you're bringing him in in the fifth and letting him pitch three days and then you don't have him for the next game. I mean, how many games in a row do, does this team play and, and they're just refusing to let him go back to back days? Well, that's where all the injuries in the bullpen are hurting them. Oh. They, have they have a plan for Michael King. And right. Being... Their plans are so great with all these players because they stay so, so fucking healthy. Well, how really? I mean, does the plan really hurt Michael King so far this year? Not, not yet. Um, well, I mean, not yet. We say, well, you know what? Every once in a while, they they figure something out, right? Like that year that Judge, <clears throat> last year with uh, with Aaron Judge, they had to to rest him, right? To get it, and he played pretty much every day, and everybody was freaking out about it. So maybe, wasn't that last year? Was it? I don't remember. I think it was last year, but it was more. It, you could you noticed it a little more in the beginning of the season than you did. Later on, but it might have been two years ago. Yeah, look, it works with some players. I get it, but like Judge played one forty eight in the in twenty twenty one, and I believe he had to miss time because he was on the COVID list that year. Yes. So I mean, what was that ten days? So he probably would have played like one fifty. He played one fifty seven last year, probably where he would have been about uh, in twenty twenty one. So. I don't know. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt on Michael King. It's just that the they, they don't. Their bullpen is it's it's May eleventh, May tenth, whatever it is, and they're going to be uh, gassed out by Memorial Day. You know what's tough, and I've been <laughs> thinking about it the last couple of days since the beginning of the show. You know, back in twenty seventeen, we we've always given Memorial Day weekend as like the marker to really assess the team and kind of get a feel for for who they are and, and their potential. We can't even really do that this year. We haven't seen this team play yet. Uh, it's, uh, like yeah. you can't give an honest evaluation of the, of the team come Memorial day. We don't, we still don't know. And the whole Rodon thing is just blowing my mind at this point. Why you want to get rid of him? No, I just don't get it. Just doesn't make sense to me. It's like one of those things. I forget what player it was a few years ago, and just something wasn't adding up. And it's like one of those. It's like, how does this happen? Probably with Severino. God knows he's had enough of these issues. It was Sevy, or it was uh, someone who had to have surgery, and they could have had it like right after the season or something. I don't know. That was, that was might have been was him. That, it was was that it was him? him at one point? Yeah. No, uh, maybe I'm thinking of Isaac. I don't know. Torino had, had a rehab uh, outing today, so the Yankees are hopeful that uh, he'll be back soon. Who who goes? Tough oh, man. I mean, it's down. It's probably down to Clark Schmidt and uh, Burrito and Burrito because uh, you know I think Herman has shown the highest ceiling so far out of those three yes. guys. Uh. What do you do with Schmidt? Can Schmidt now transition into? You cut out. Can Schmidt transition into a bullpen role? 
mm, a bullpen, maybe a mop-up role for me. He's not bullpen material. And, and I just don't know when else I would use him unless I'm down, you know, a few runs mid or early game. And I don't even know if that would work. What's the sense of having him around? There isn't one. Brito's more of a guy that I would that I could say would profile out of the bullpen. Yeah, but don't you need to develop him, man? I mean, we have no starting pitching coming up. So, I mean, he's the closest. Wouldn't you want him to go back down to the minors and be a starter? I don't know. I kind of want to win now. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this whole, like, take time to develop because this kid can still develop up here right now. There's enough time for him to do it. Do you think he's going to throw enough strikes in the bullpen? Because, I mean, that's something that has to be, like, top of the list that he has to be good at, which is weird because the whole, uh, you know, the whole, like, uh, report or whatever, everything that everybody said about Brito, he's one of the best strike throwers in the organization, and then he comes up to the big league club, and that's one of the things he's struggling with is throwing strikes. I don't know. It's both him and Schmidt have shown glimpses of, of, you know, talent. Brito, I think has great stuff. He's just got to put it together and he's had a couple bad outings, but for the most part, he's been okay. I I just want to see what that kid has more than Schmidt. I know what Clark Schmidt is as a starter and it's nothing impressive. Would he be a good, you know, back of back end of the rotation guy? Sure. Who's this? Schmidt. No, not on, uh, not on a good team. But I just, I, I, I'm to a point now where if we're dealing with injuries, I want to see a guy who hasn't fully shown me his true potential. I want to let him keep going out there, get big league innings and develop here while he can. And then if Rodon comes back, then, you know, you, you send Brito down to finish out the year down in the minors and continue developing. Thing is, the Yankees need to get somebody back here quickly because their their bullpen is being drained by having Brito and Schmidt pitch twice every five days, and you could you could see the tax it's it's taking the toll it's taking on them right now because just in, like we mentioned earlier in the last few days the, the whole scrant and shuttle thing that they've been they've been dealing with so they're trying to get fresh arms in here every night so they need somebody besides. <clears throat> excuse me, they need somebody besides Garrett Cole that they can count on to give him, you know, six innings every night. And not even, you know, Nestor's doing that. Nestor's really struggled this year. How many innings did he go his last outing? Five? I believe they had a pull. Five out plus, of- and he yeah. left with the bases loaded or something. And then they ended up giving up a couple of those runs, I think. And I think... uh you know, there was a, a shot of Boone in the dugout getting in Nestor's face. I think that there was some, I haven't, nothing's came out about it. No one's really said anything about it, but there was a little bit of, uh, I guess, concern that there might've been something wrong with him because his fastball dipped like four miles an hour in that last inning from the previous inning. Well, I'll be honest. I, I didn't get to watch his outing, but I was going to say to you, and I didn't know anything about his velocity that, I think he's proven himself long enough now for us to feel like this is the exception, right? I think Nestor has established himself enough to say that these last couple outings are the exception and something seems wrong. Well, I know they want they wanted to blame it on the strep throat, 
but I think something's wrong. Start previous to that, the last couple of starts, I don't know how much you really watched him, but there's a lot of foul balls against Nestor. He's not being able to put guys away. Guys are staying alive against him, and that's a, that's a big issue. That means that this stuff is down a, a tick. And when you don't throw, you know, 98 like right. Garrett Cole does, you have to be precise with everything. And if you're not, you're going to get hit. And right now that's an issue that Nestor Cortez is having. I wonder if any of it has to do with the pitch clock for him. I know he can still go into his thing and do his quirky shit, but he's a guy that was so effective by controlling the entire tempo from the second he gets the ball back from the catcher to stepping on the mound to delivering the pitch. And that was a big aspect of, of his game, and he still has some of that there, but maybe it's off a little. I don't know. I mean, anything's possible, but you can you can just see with the naked eye the stuff isn't the same as it's been. It's not as crisp, you know, and guys are guys are staying alive against him. And you know if Nestor's got to come over the plate, you know, he's, he doesn't want to walk guys. He's going to get hit. How many miles per hour was his fastball down? He said it was about four. I think he, he was sitting at like 94. Four miles an hour? They said he was sitting at around 92, 93, and he was in the upper 80s in the last inning. Like he was hitting around 89. Damn. That's why there was that, that shot of Boone in his face after he pulled him out of the game. I think Boone was just uh he's was like, you know, be straight with me. Are you hurt? That the scary part, like remember when uh King definitely had some dead arm in the beginning of the year? The crazy thing is sometimes something could be going on in your shoulder or something that you don't even feel pain or anything. It's just you don't have the same, you know, pop behind the ball. Well, that's what the problem is, is that the Yankees can't nurse him through anything right now. He has to pitch. Yeah. If he's not feeling pain, he's going to keep telling you that he's okay, but I'd get him checked out. I mean, I'd wait at least until Severino came back. If he's not feeling pain, I think you have to wait at least until Sevy comes back. Do you know how many pitches he was at when he came out of that game? I could probably look it up. All that off the top of my head. Because, uh, I mean, it was only, what, the fifth, the sixth inning. um, And so you would think he wasn't, you know, too deep into the game. But, I mean, that's going to play a big. If he's at close to 100 pitches and his fastball is dipping, that's one thing. This guy's not really uh, exposed to to that many pitches in a, in a game. When was that game? That was, threw eight, he threw 89 pitches. Yeah, that's just, it's concerning. For sure. Especially against the fucking A's, man. Gave up six hits, only four strikeouts. So if, wow. so Severino threw about 45 pitches today. Everybody said he looked real good. He went three and a third. He was hitting 98. They're going to give him at least another rehab where, you know, you're going to bump him up to probably in that 60, 70 range. And then if he feels good, he's probably going to take his next start at the big leagues, but he's not going to be stretched out to throw a hundred pitches. There'll probably be two starts, three starts before they can let him go a hundred. So, I mean, you're looking at situation where it could be like, you know, three weeks of Nestor looking like this before the Yankees can really do anything about it. Yeah. Well, at least when Sevy comes back, even if he's not ready to throw 100 pitches, he's 
you still have a better chance of him going deeper into a game and being more efficient than King or Brito at this point. And so other things that we can take a look at here is um, it was the game that the Yankees won in Tampa. It was very curious that Ian Hamilton was the guy that closed the game out. What was the uh, what was the uh, final score of that game? How many runs were they up? Oh. It was one. Yankees it was won a that three-two game. game, right? Yeah, they won three to two. Well, that's the game I think I'm talking about, where Michael King came in, and then he apparently didn't even wasn't even going to go to Holmes, but then he did go back to Holmes. Kings and uh, King did not pitch in that game. So I wonder what game I'm thinking of. Uh, Holmes pitched the eighth in that game. Very odd. It, it's just odd. It's just crazy that it's 2023 and we still just don't know who our closer is. We don't know who the setup guy is. We don't know who our fucking, you know, five hitter is. We don't know if Torres is going to be the future of the team. There's just so many things we don't know. And that's the frustrating part of all of this. Well, Boone said that uh, he will give Hamilton more save opportunities, but he also said that he likes five guys in that role. Five. Hey, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean, come on. There's no need. I mean, honestly, why Why name a closer? And at hey, this- at, at this point, if you're going to commit to Hamilton, I'm okay with that. He's been really good. But commit. This team has commitment issues. They have commitment issues. They do. And uh, one thing I want to talk about, here is uh just real quick is carlos rodan and uh someone's sources <laughs> told them that uh rodan wasn't going to pitch this year and then yeah. his wife ashley uh yeah. replied and said that's bullshit <laughs> well and then she put uh dash credible source <laughs> i saw that that was great he had to court his own shot so now it's just like a wait and see thing like it's frustrating with him because he himself and everybody is saying that he he's not feeling pain. He just doesn't feel comfortable on the mound. And that's kind of causing him to throw his mechanics out of whack. Well, I can tell you this. There's absolutely no way that he didn't know about this last year. There's absolutely no way that this is just the first time that this has been an issue and the doctors are calling it chronic, whatever chronic discomfort, whatever you want to call it. Something was up. I don't know if it was disclosed or even known about by the organization as a whole. Maybe it wasn't fully disclosed to the Yankees. Maybe it was and Cashman just didn't care. I wouldn't doubt that, but there's no way this is just a brand new issue now. So we were just talking about Luis Severino. I want to cut, I want to hit on a couple of topics. Knowing that the Yankees are having issues in their rotation, which is causing issues in their bullpen with the usage and the fact that they're not scoring runs. I mean, I mean, this series against uh, Oakland, notwithstanding, who is you know probably going to go down as the worst team in the history of Major League Baseball. What is a bigger return for the Yankees, Luis Severino or John Carl Stan? Right now, and I, I also want to say this, watching the Yankees struggle is bad, 
But watching the Yankees struggle without Aaron Judge in the lineup, and you could even throw Stanton in there, is just unbearable. But we have Judge back. Bader's been hitting the shit out of the ball. I'd say right now in this current moment, Sevy coming back is a bigger deal for me. This team needs a legitimate pitcher to fill one of these holes. I mean, I, I, you can convince me either way. I mean, they definitely need to lengthen this lineup out uh, and start to get some of the waste out of there, which they have done with getting like Aaron Judge back and Harrison Bader back, but also like you have John Carl Stan back, you can really kind of get all the garbage out of there. But, you know, you should still be able to score enough runs with the guys that you have if your pitching is good enough. And right now, mm-hmm. I mean, you have we talked about this last year and it's way worse right now because of the injuries and, and we're already on, uh, on pitcher number nine, which on the depth chart here, uh, they need, they need a starting pitcher in the worst way right now. Yeah. Um, the hell was I just going to say, damn, I can't think of what I was just going to ask you. Something about the Rays coming in. I don't know. I can't remember. I for me, it's definitely Sevy though, and, and I probably would be wouldn't be saying that if Bader wasn't filling that void so well. But oh, that's what I was gonna say. Speaking of garbage, have we heard anything on Donaldson? I thought he was like close to coming back. Heard, and somebody said in passing he might be getting close to going on a rehab. Mm. Not that I'm. Rushing him back, yeah. But. Nobody misses him, and you know, and again, you know, I, I I'm not going to say anything negatively about Aaron Hicks because I don't want to be accused of being a racist like I was earlier this week. Uh, uh, yes, you know, has nothing to do with his merit. Oh, I mean, you guy, whoever this person was that accused me, you remembered that Aaron Hicks uh, sat out a game in 2020 because of a police related shooting i didn't okay so how could that be my reasoning yeah i definitely remember that but i mean i didn't i honest to god i didn't remember it you did i remembered it it has nothing to do with how i uh evaluate him as a player as a player he just sucks on his own i don't care if he's if he was getting hot before he's injured i really don't care has nothing to do with any of that. He the, uh, the irony of Aaron Hicks is that he finally started to show a pulse in the last two or three games, and he got hurt. Yeah, yeah. That's the iron. That's the. I'm not going to sit here and disparage him because you know, you know that's that would be wrong of me. You know, of my of my uh, person to do something like that. Yes. <laughs> uh, but it's the irony of Aaron Hicks that he had a he had a big hit. In the in one of these games, maybe in he had a big home run, and then he had a home run to uh break kind of break open the game on uh on Monday, and then he got hurt. So, I mean, you know, and he this is the thing about Aaron Hicks, right? Every single time that you think it's time, he, he gets a, he gets an out. It's, it's like crazy. The Yankees did it's like the Yankees didn't put Peraza on the IL because they needed to save it. For Aaron Judge, this way they could have kept Aaron Hicks around longer. It it got it got so bad. It wasn't even just like 
it's always like he starts to get hot or he does something good and then he's saved. But it got so bad that it was happening mid-game, right? Like Bowers comes up and we're like, oh, if he tears the cover off the ball, man, Hicks could be gone soon. 30 seconds into his big league career as a Yankee, he's out. And then the next night, or was it the next night? Or the, yeah, I believe the next night. Then didn't Hicks have to pinch run for Peraza or something? I forget what he happened. Put himself in the Cleveland series. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, I mean, the real sh- front. Sorry, the real no, frustrating thing about Hicks is just his comments after he hit that home run the other night. I didn't see them. I didn't hear them. I didn't read them. Well, he said, and I'm paraphrasing here, but I know for a hundred percent fact I heard this word come out of his mouth. He said that home run felt good for me. 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 Uh, I'm glad I finally can help out my teammates. You know, we won a big game. I was able to help out, blah, blah, blah. Something along those lines. He just said that it felt good for me. And And that's why no matter how well he plays, my feelings towards him will not change. Oh, you know, unfortunately, it just it just seems like he's going to be here to ride out these final two and a half years of his contract. I mean, especially after Ryan and I discussed last week, there was that report from Joel Sherman that, the Yankees actually had a trade on the table to get him out of here, and, and Cashman pulled it back. And like I said last week, I think the reason why I let it go so long is because I didn't really want to believe that that was actually true. But, I mean, if you believe Joel Sherman, I mean, how – you had an opportunity to get bailed out of a bad situation. You let it go. And and if that's true, let's just say hypothetically that that is true for the sake of for uh, you know this argument here. That the Yankees could have got him out of here and had 50% of his salary paid. What makes anybody think that they're just going to let him go for nothing and pay every last dime this guy is owed? Yeah, it's not going to happen. If it hasn't happened by now, like someone said to me a couple weeks ago on Twitter, I said the easy decision was to send Franchi down, which I wasn't arguing. The guy fell off the face of the earth. I wasn't arguing it, but I said that was the easy move. Yankees always choose the easy move, not the right move. The right move is to get rid of Aaron Hicks. You finally have an opportunity, right? And it's like, how many times did they have the right? How many times did they have the opportunity to just cut ties? And they haven't. And if they haven't now, when Hicks has hit his low, beyond low, if they haven't done it by now, they're not going to do it. Right, And this is what I said, because we all knew Judge was coming back on Tuesday. The Yankees announced it, that he was going to be back on Tuesday. And Boone said on Monday that everything was on the table in regards to opening up that roster spot. And I believe Cuck Martino even tweeted that Hicks going was a real possibility. And I countered and tweeted that the easiest thing for the Yankees to do is to send down Peraza, which they ended up ielling him, or sending down Cabrera, who himself has been in a terrible slump. So those are the easiest things for them to do, and they chose to IL Peraza because it was beyond the easiest thing for them to do. So it's just, a, you know, like we said, dude, it's just like one. It's just like they'll go to a certain point, but you you know that they eventually they will have to make a. Uh, like a really tough decision and they just, you know, they'll rather keep Hicks around for, you know, we've been watching this team now play what they're 
They played almost 40 games this year. And we've seen Jake Bowers come up. We've seen Willie Calhoun come up. We've seen Francis Cordero come up. All play over him. We've seen we've seen IKF get starts over him. It's like, why, why is this guy still here? You are you you've chosen at certain times this year to play shorthanded because you didn't want to IL judge. You didn't want to IL Peraza. You waited to IL those guys. You played shorthanded, and then you got a guy sitting on your bench and I and Hicks that you don't even play. You let a guy that's a natural infielder that just converted to the outfield in the, in this offseason get starts over him. So, I mean, it's just it's frustrating. I mean, I just you, you can't you just can't get a. Like, I mean, I can't lose my mind over it anymore. It's just like, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to watch the team and hope that, you know, like, like, the, like the bold headed weasel said, don't count us out yet. I'm like, I'm just going to, as a fan, I'm just, not, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to hope that something goes right here. And that's kind of like the last thing that I want to talk about here today. Do you think that, I mean, they're in last place right now. They're nine games out. You know, they're obviously, there's three wild, you know, they can win one of, you know, three wild cards. So, you know, it's not as bleak, but could this be the year where the Yankees just don't hit that extra switch in their home in October? Um, I don't think so. I think they're still too talented for that to happen. And again, I'm assuming they're going to get healthy. Um, every, You know, it's the cliche, you know, you're never as good as, you are at your best. You're never as bad as you are at your worst. A that none of that applies to the Yankees because they just they're not even there yet. They're they we've been watching a, a minor league team play, but I'm more talking about the Rays. Um, they played way over their head. I think I still don't genuinely believe. Yeah, they're probably gonna you know they're probably better than what we expected. But obviously, I just don't think they're at that level. Maybe I'm wrong. I think the Orioles are playing over their head a little bit, um, even though I think they're a good team. And the Red Sox certainly are playing over their head. So it's like there's so much baseball left. And I know 9, 10 games looks terrible, but this team has been a shell of itself, and they're still four games over 500. They have nobody right now. Again, that's never been my concern. I think this series against the Rays is, is a huge series. This is probably the biggest regular season series the Yankees have played in, in May, the, pretty much the beginning of May, probably that I can remember. I think if they get swept this series, which I don't think they will, then you can I mean, they, really they start. Shouldn't. Then you could really start to say, I don't know even when they're healthy if they can pull through this. I mean, what if they split? I don't think you could split either. I think you got to find a way to, to win it. That's why that game on Sunday was so it crucial. It was so crucial. It really was. And you hate to say that about games this early in the season, but, man, it definitely was. If anything, just to get them out of this hole a little bit, I, it's still too early for me. It's a, a impossible to truly evaluate this team because they haven't been healthy. And B, it's too early to just count them out. Again, my frustrations are more about the, the, the absence of a light at the end of the tunnel for me. Even when they're healthy, I don't know 
how much I can truly, truly be confident in this team to be better than they were last year if they do make October. I just don't know. And I hate that. On Sunday, dude, like when you hear the score is 6 nothing, and with Cole's on the mound, you have to – I mean, you, you, that's a game that's got to go in your pocket. Bro, I, th- I I thought I didn't have to pay attention anymore. That's right. Like I don't, <clears throat> I don't, I shouldn't be getting texts or having my cousin on the other, you know, watching the game on his phone, telling me, "Oh, the Rays are coming." Like, shouldn't have that happening. But you know what? If he comes out and he he throws a gem on Friday, I mean, you can throw it out. You just say that, you know, it's unfortunate that it happened. But if he throws a gem on Friday, you know, then you kind of can dismiss it a little bit. I mean, if he goes out there and shits the bed again against the Rays, and, and you know, we're looking at a situation where we might have mm-hmm. that guy that we have questions about in, in the regular season again, and I don't want to have that about him. No, and you can't. And, and for his sake, we know what kind of a, a head case he could be. He's got to go out there and dominate. You know who has been just absolutely flying under the radar and having such a great start to the season though. Anthony Rizzo. And I believe it was you who said that with the shift, you might not see as many home runs at a Rizzo, but he was going to be more of a, a hitter again, a big part of this lineup. Well, I saw, I saw his sprite chart earlier today and uh, a lot of his hits are shift outs. There's a yeah. lot of hits in there that are shift out. So, yeah, he he just he's been. I feel like he's flying under the radar because it's not necessarily in the biggest moments, but he has been for me by far the most consistent offensive player on this team. And DJ's having a great year too so far, from you know coming off those last couple down years. I mean, if you want to say who's been the best offensive player for the Yankees through the first forty games of the year, it's been Anthony Rizzo. It's been Anthony Rizzo. I mean, you could uh, you could almost make a case for Bader after eight games. That's how good he's been. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go there because he's only played eight games. But but you know, Rizzo, Rizzo has win. he has been the most consistent. He's been, you know, he's been in there every day. Knock wood, and uh, you got to give it to him, man. You really do. I mean, I got this comment from New Jersey Swamp Thing that says you were right about Cole after that pitiful pitiful performance against the Rays. What was I? What was I right about? I think we've been praising him. Maybe, maybe uh, he's Last catching year? up. Maybe he's catching up on episodes. Uh, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really worried about Garrett Cole. I give a, I give him one bad start. As terrible as it was, as as much as they needed that game, as as much as he's got to bring that game home, he can have one. Now I need a, I need seven and a third, eleven Ks, one run on on Friday night. Like that's what I need that out of him. And then, yes, and, especially and, the context of it. So, I mean, it just and then you you just you just look in and anticipate Boone pulling him when he's not ready to come out of the game. And I, a lot of people were saying on social media that uh, Cole should have been taken out of this game before he gave up that three run home run. I don't know if that's hindsight being what it is and you know you left him in there and he, and he gave up the home run or he really should have been pulled like i said i didn't see the game it was my daughter's party so i wasn't watching just trying to stay up to date on what was happening but you know 
Yeah, here's what I'll say about that, just real quick. If I'm going to knock Boone for pulling Cole too early, having too quick of a hook, because my guy, I'm also not going to do that when I'm also not going to criticize him then when he leaves him in in a six nothing game that starts to get close in a big spot. And yeah, he gives up the three run home run. But at that point, it's like, Cole's still my guy, man. Even if he, even if he's getting knocked around, if Booney wants to tell me that Cole is still the guy, then that's fine. But guess what? Do that when he's fucking dying too. Please give it to me both ways. I'm Heard telling it. you, next, both ways. I like mm-hmm. it both ways. Okay, I'm telling you, next time Cole's out there, he could be in the sixth inning in a five nothing game at 85 pitches. And if the Rays are on their, you know, coming up on their third time in and third time around and a runner gets on, he's pulling them. They'll pull him quicker than anything. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, Cole is the one guy where you got to let him win or lose the game. Yeah. Especially you there. have to. You Especially have to let- there because you got to let him own that blowing a six, six run lead. Let him own it. That's what he's here for. You know who's been hot lately? Offense or defense? We're talking about football. I mean, uh, offense or pitcher. He's not on the team currently, but you know who's been hot recently? Uh, Andujar. No, he's he because Volpe has graduated. Uh, he is now the number one ranked prospect in the Yankees system. Um, well, wasn't Peraza number one? No, uh, number well, two. Uh, so then Dominguez. Yes, Dominguez is now graduated to being the number one ranked prospect, and he's been hot lately. Uh, he's just been tearing the cover off the ball uh, after a really, really slow start to the season. And there's a lot of chatter. We could see him later in the year. Nah. Please, please do me a favor. Leave him down there, please. Because all you're going to do is bring him up and let him rot. What and I'm sick of day. I'm sick of watching top prospects come out here, come up here and just rot. But if they let him play like they let Volpe play, they won't. Well, you think once once in every ten years is enough for them? Yeah, this was a lot for them. They're still they're still uh, trying to recover from letting Volpe be an everyday player. Their grand slam today, which was nice because he's really been scuffling at the plate. Yeah, but the, he's making better contact lately, even if it's not resulting in, in hits. No, and I noticed this, and I tweeted it, and, uh, you know, I know I'm not a professional hitting coach, but I'm somebody that's watched a lot of baseball over the last, uh, you know, 35 I, I guess I'm going to be 40, but I'll say 35 years. Uh, swing looks really long to me. It is. It's so long. It's so long. Rizzo's got to take him aside. There's no one better. I, in my entire life that I've watched play better at shortening up their swing with two strikes. I mean, Volpe has to do it regardless, no matter what the count is. But Rizzo should really sit with him and, and work with him on shortening up his swing. Absolutely. I mean, he's got to have a two-strike approach. It's so for, long. For starters. I mean, this is what frustrates me, right? I'm I'm sitting here watching on my on my telephone seeing how long it is 
Don't the Yankees have hitting coaches to to work with him on this? And I I truly believe this, and I'm not just saying this to 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 be a you know Yankee homer or whatever, or, or a member of the YPM, but I truly believe that Anthony uh, Volpe will be an elite offensive player in this league. Oh yeah, I, through, through 40 games, I've seen enough out of him to know that he can be an elite offensive player in this in this league if he cleans up his swing. If he continues to have this super long swing. Dude, he's going to be a 220-230 hitter if he cleans it up. You know, you might be at, you might be a guy who's looking at, you know, on the low end 285-290. He's going to get more. Yeah. He's going to get more power, you know, and he's the things I really like about him is he's got a great eye at the plate. He hardly ever chases. He's got a little hole in the swing in the sense that he his kryptonite is high fastballs, but again, you know, guys with long swings are not going to catch up to high fastballs. And, you know, he's a force on, on the base paths. So he's a guy that he's got to clean up that swing, man. And it's, it's not a knock on him because I, I really truly believe he's going to be an, an amazing offensive player in this league. And, you know, I tweet that and I got everybody agreeing with me and, and trying and, you know, pointing out other little things that are wrong with his swing, except for, you know, this one guy tweets me three times and then quotes tweets one of his replies about how I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, you do. His swing is entirely too long, but it's also something, especially with a younger guy, that you might not want to fuck with uh, right now. So that could be something maybe after the All-Star break, when he comes back, you see a little difference in his swing and his approach. But, I mean, honestly, I got to say, I got to give Volpe props here. I think he's been better offensively than his numbers show. But I, I agree more surprisingly for me, at least. Is how smooth he is in the I know he's had some bad plays and he where he, he just kind of botches a play. But he looks good in the field to me, especially turning double plays. He looks seasoned out there. Very smooth around the bag. He really is. And that's not easy to just pick up on at a major league level. I think he's been a much better shortstop than I thought he was going to be. Well, I, I think the honestly, and we spent a lot of time over the last two years and a lot of uh, agita moments about speaking about this, about how the Yankees passed on all these shortstops and, you know, to stop gap with IKF for Anthony Volpe. And honestly, you know, if we're going to rip them for things. We got to give them credit when they're right. It really looks like they're right about Anthony Volpe. Yeah, and that, and look, I said that's fine as long as you let me see what he's got, and the and that's where I give them credit is actually calling this kid up and letting him play, and 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 now I'm over all that shit. I am, I truly am. That doesn't mean there's not other things that need to be addressed. No, but I mean, you have to give them credit that they were. I mean, like I said, we're gonna rip them about all these other things. You gotta, you know, give them credit for when they're right about something, and this is something that they were right about. At least through 40 games, it looks like that they have, you know, that cornerstone shortstop that they've been looking for since Derek Jeter yeah. retired. Well, look, I could give I could give Cashman as much as I hate him and think he's incompetent at his job. I can give him credit for a few things right now. Volpe, uh, Anthony Rizzo, who I not that I ever thought he was the wrong move. I just thought he, again, was the safe move, which could still be true. But you know what? It doesn't matter because he's been so good. 
Um, and who was the uh, and if he can stay healthy, Bader. I mean, if Bader can be this player or at least uh, a resemblance of this player, then he, it was a great move. Real quick, Rob, with the oh, can uh, I do super it, chat. Okay. Oh, okay. I never get to do them, and I have it. I have it open right now. Okay. Okay. This is from Ra. Okay. Oh, man. Ross, Ra, who is who is like the OG goat of uh of goats right here. You know, he's the if Patrick is our goat from like the old school days, he's the goat of uh of the new what about uh Don Sicario, man? I'd say Ra's the YouTube goat. Okay, YouTube goat. Okay. YouTube OG goat. All right. So he says, I'm fine with Volpe in his swing. It will get better because the kid's IQ is off the charts. He will make adjustments. I agree with you, Christian. You're way smarter than Chris Jr. And I'm <laughs> glad that he's back. No. He I says, really I agree too. with you, Christian. And Chris Jr. says, uh, and he says, Chris Jr., welcome home. Okay. Welcome home. Okay. Do we have to play the Diddy song for you now? The Diddy song? I'm coming home. Coming home. No, I was going to have Welcome Back by Mace on the uh, soundboard for me, for myself. But I'm not Aaron Hicks. Okay, me. It felt good for me. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Yankees are, uh, I mean, they got a big series coming up here. Although, like, I want to have a, I want to have a talk with the schedule makers because I, awful. Dude, how do you do? <laughs> honestly, uh, it's so beyond awful. This? Look at this. Okay. Ready? They had a long homestand. Then they had a, then they had a trip to Tampa. They had a trip to uh, Minnesota and Texas. Fine. They come home, right? For three games. They come home for three games before they go on the road for three games before they come back home. Like who? It's so awful. It really is. I mean, honestly, that's. And I don't like the way the schedule been set up this year. Uh, can you hear me? All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't like the way the schedule has been set up this year where it's like you play a team and then you play them. You play them the, again the, the following week. Like, yeah. Especially with divisional opponents, can we get a get it just spread out a little bit here? Well, the other issue too is that we play divisional opponents like back to back like this, and we haven't seen anyone else. We haven't played. Uh, we haven't. They haven't played the Red Sox. They haven't. Have they played the Orioles yet? No, uh, yes, they did. They played. They did, Baltimore. right? Yes, they didn't play, and they played the Jays. Like they played Cleveland the second week of the year, and then three weeks later they played Cleveland, which is it seems like quickly to get that other series out of the way. They played Tampa on back to back weekends, and then in June they're going to play Boston on back to back weekends. Yeah, it's you know? it's just not a it just doesn't make sense. It's not a practical schedule. I don't, to me personally, and uh, you know, maybe you guys will disagree with me. I don't care about them playing everybody. I don't need to see them play the Arizona Diamondbacks. I don't need to see them play the Rockies or the Reds or the Pirates. I'd rather those be divisional games, to be completely honest with you. And I said, and that was my take before the Yankees needed these divisional games to make up ground. Yeah. Uh, before we leave today, somebody who who we spent a lot of time talking about on this show is back in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Gary Sanchez has signed a minor league deal with the Mets. It's crazy. What makes them think he's going to be okay in New York, just on the other side? 
I, I don't know, man. Like, honestly, I kind of feel bad for him at this point because this guy was setting records. This guy was going to be a guy that was going to go down in the history books. And then I have not seen, I mean, you could talk about guys like Shane Spencer and Shelly Duncan, but they didn't, they had maybe like a week, a month. This guy did this for like a year and a half. Yeah. He's just one of the most dominant offensive forces in baseball. To now, the guy hits his first era of free agency, has to sign with a Dominican League team, and got and got then had to come back to America to sign a minor league deal. Was hitting, I think he was hitting like one forty something with the Giants. They said we're not going to call you up. Asked for his release, and now he signs another minor league deal with the Mets. Man, I mean, I, honestly, I know. Gary didn't endear himself to a lot of Yankee fans because of the way he played. And, um, you know, some of the, uh, I guess the lack of intensity, if you want to be nice about things, uh, defensively and on the base paths, but you know, it's, it's a sad fall from grace for this guy. And I know this guy has suffered injuries, but he didn't break his leg. He didn't break his neck. He, you know, he didn't have like, Tommy John surgery he didn't have like a major devastating injury that put him out for two years. And he's trying to come back from that. He just, I have never seen a guy just fall like this with, with no explanation. I would take him as a backup catcher. I'd take him over Higashioka. Can't put him behind the plate. Really? Yeah, I think it's well, well, guys are stealing bags left and right now. Like I think the other day was the first time I watched a runner get thrown out in a Yankee game. I'm pretty sure the Yankees haven't thrown anybody out all year. So, like, how much worse can it get? Guys are running all over the place anyway. I mean, if if you can guarantee me he's going to catch 99.9% of the pitches thrown to him, I I would agree with you. But Look, I I think he's just a – I think he's a dark cloud guy. And we we have one of those already. And the Yankees don't care. So, why not just bring him back? There's no need. I mean, honestly, there's there's really no need for him to come back here. It's just I'm wishing – as somebody that, you know, I, I was hopeful for was going to be, you know, like, you know, the succession of Posada to Sanchez. Like you were mm-hmm. hoping for that, that he catches on somewhere and can be, you know, get another four or five years out of a major league career. But I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. So the Yankees are home, a big four game series against the Tampa Rays. Uh, this is a series that they got to find a way to win three out of, especially after they 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 couldn't take the series in Tampa. Um, you know, you got Cole going, so you want to pencil that in as one. Can you figure out a way to win two others? I mean, unfortunately for me, uh, Shane uh, McClanahan's throwing on Saturday, and I'm going to the game on Saturday. Like, that's the day he has to pitch. <laughs> They're going to rock him. Hope so, man. Because uh, so far I'm 0 for 2 at the stadium this year. Like, Are you? I'd like to see a win, yeah. Well, we you. had the we had the event against the Giants. That's the game they lost to the Giants, and then and then Boonhead, you know, with his bullpen managing in that Friday night game against oh. the Twins. Yeah, so on Volpe's first uh, career home run. So you want them to win for you, for me, for you, for me. It's like uh, I'm wearing I'm wearing a Von Drago on my shirt today, and it's like when he lifts up the the like the Russian propaganda guy, and and he screams, he goes, "I fight for me." There you go. That's what that's, I do. That's Aaron Hicks. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we want to uh, thank everybody in the chat for being with us here tonight. If you're still there and you haven't done so already, like this video, subscribe to NYY News TV. We're uh, we're we're going to close in on 20k 
real soon, sooner than a lot of people expect it. And that's a goal I think we can all agree that should happen. Body All-Star break. So let's let's get that going. Let's like uh, and subscribe here. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star rating and review. Um, excuse me. Um, yeah, so uh, please go to Twitter and just I, I'm just I'm just done now with this goddamn camera. Yeah, you gotta get you gotta get, figure something out. Yeah, I, I think know. you, I think if I had it for a day, I could probably figure it out. I think you might need new uh, update the the driver on it. Driver, I'm, I'm okay. not driving. What are, driver? Those, what are they saying in those videos? I'm not, I'm not driving. I'm, I'm traveling, and that's what they tell the cops so they don't, <laughs> they don't get tickets. Is driving offensive now? Is that an offensive uh, term? Okay. Uh, who, who the hell knows anymore? But uh, go to Twitter. Follow us on on uh, on Twitter there at nyyst underscore podcast. We want to thank everybody for your continued support of NYY News TV and NYYST. And uh, thank you for listening and watching episode 331. Chris, say goodbye. Oh, oh.